Episode of Returning to Base, a Mech Warrior Living Legends podcast. If you're looking for the episode with community questions, you'll have to wait till next week. They're not on this episode. One of our guests today is Rick the Stick. Hello. Our other guest today is Rick Hunter. Hi. Rick, uh, you manage um, one of or several of the most popular servers on uh, MechWarrior Living Legends. Yeah. Um, together with uh, Schlopper and myself, we um years now that we've been running the servers and uh, pretty much um, keeping them up 24-7 and uh, hopefully giving the players a good platform to play on. Well, thank you so much for your hard work because uh, this game would not be what it is without you. The team effort for with everybody, so you know we're just one part of it. Uh, you're welcome. And Rick the Stick, what sort of things do you do for MechWarrior Living Legends? Well, I uh, I've recently joined the dev team for MechWarrior Living Legends proper, but uh, I suppose my primary contribution thus far has been stick stats stored which uh, aggregates some player stats based on data given to me by the 12VR server admin, Rick Hunter. Uh, Rick Hunter, such a great guy. So uh, give us uh, an interesting statistic. Uh, what sort of things occur in Living Legends? Uh, well, there are a few things that I collect on stick stats. Uh, for example, uh, I'm able to tell who buys the most variety in assets, you know, who, who's played the most assets total out of, of all those in Legends, and right now that's actually you, Kintax. Um, what? <laughs> yep, yep, you, you have taken 357 out of the 500-some-odd uh, assets in the game. And your favorite is evidently the APC Prime, and I'm not going to say anything more about that because it's a little shameful if you ask me. But uh, <laughs> we can uh, keep track of uh, all things like assets you haven't taken, um, whether you take the most mechs, wheeled vehicles, ASF, etc. Um, in addition, I keep track of some stats. Uh, like I said, I keep track of who buys the most... Uh, variety and assets, uh, who spent the most Seabells, and which mechs are most popular. I must let you know, I have a penchant for buying APCs, especially on Dune, and hiding them uh, on the, around the side uh, forward bases, so that uh, when the enemy captures them and then inevitably leaves, uh, I can just uh, spawn right next to them and take the bases back. You know, that, that doesn't surprise me. It sounds like exactly what somebody who takes a lot of APCs would do. <laughs> uh, so uh, can you tell me uh, what, uh, what mech is the most popular overall? So right now, the most popular mech is the Raven B. 
Uh, it's a starter mech. Actually, it's one of the first things you're able to buy. It's got three small pulse lasers and an LBX-10, but it also has a full uh, equipment suite. It's got LAMS, C3, uh, Beagle App Probe, and Gekum. So it's a really powerful electronic warfare mech available right at the start. My data goes back until April of this year, and so far 2,193 of them have been purchased. That is a lot of Raven Bees. It is. So much LBX on the field. But, you know, can't complain about C3. It's kind of interesting that uh, laser anti-missile systems, they're not, that per- they're not that effective in the early game. So, do you think that um, this mech is being purchased not just in the early game, but maybe all game long? Or uh, what, what do you think? I've certainly seen it pop up in late game, especially as a starter mech for late joins. Of the uh, the C3, uh, and it tends to pop up as a uh, a good C build farm when you're late into the game. So uh, somebody who joins halfway through the match, uh, I've seen lots and lots of vets who will occasionally take them as as their first mech and promptly hop into something utterly devastating in the heavy and assault range of assets. <laughs> Uh, so what's the most uh, popular medium mech? So uh, the most popular medium mech right now is the Chimera D. It uh, has Beagle Active Probe, Enhanced Optics, a T-Bolt 10, a heavy machine gun, and five medium lasers. Uh, it's, it outstrips almost all of the other uh, medium mech purchases by almost half, except for the Bushwhacker C, which remains ever popular. Which one's the Bushwhacker C? The Bushwhacker C is the first Bushwhacker that comes available. It's got a large pulse laser, two MRM-10s, a UAC-10, and uh, no extra equipment. But it is it is the first one to become available. It's kind of interesting how uh, the those two mechs are way up there. You've got the Chimera, which that particular Chimera is one of the best that's available. Uh, it's, you know point-and-click with uh, those lasers, and the Thunderbolt is certainly pretty easy to use, and the Beagle Active Probe makes it lock, lock on just so quickly. Uh, it's a very practical mech. And the the heavy machine gun can almost be ignored, but you can, you can use it. It's pretty decent uh, against battle armor and things like that. Uh, the Chimera Delta is one of the only mechs uh, designed by committee on uh, the Ro- Living Legends roster. I can't remember exactly how many uh, of the developers were involved uh, in creating it, but it's a long list. Probably six or seven different people all contributed some sort of ideas uh, in- involving its creation. That's a solid mech. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the thing all uh, uh, over and over again, the mantra, don't design things by committee, it, it's bad. But uh, in this case, we actually came up with something that was maybe a little too good. Find that with uh, the, well, it's pinpoint accuracy, it's really good. So, but that uh, Chimera is an interesting juxtaposition to the um, that bushwhacker, because while the bushwhacker with the MRMs 
can be used to great effect, uh, it's a little bit of a noob trap, I've found. Has that been your experience as well? I agree with you, not only from my own play experience, but from what I've heard. I usually, uh, usually anytime you bring up the Bushwhacker C, it'll immediately be met with cries of noob trap, which is true for uh, the last two of the five most popular media mechs, the Uziel F and the Chimera A. The Uziel F is the LRM Uziel, and the Chimera A is the ELRM Chimera, and both of which have been equally uh, castigated as being noob traps. So I, I know my opinions on uh, 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 LRM boats, uh, but do you suppose um, that LRMs are just like a, a deficient uh, weapon system for noobs? At least when I started playing out, I was very attracted to LRMs because, like everyone, I don't enjoy dying. Uh, because not only are you a net ticket loss for your team when you do, oftentimes, uh, especially as a new player, but it just doesn't feel good to die. And uh, LRMs offer you to be able to sit back and pump ordnance into the enemy, uh, but it does certainly encourage behavior that's not helpful in the most popular MechWarrior Living Legends game mode, Terrain Control, which if you just sit back and LRM the enemy to death, you might rack up points for yourself, but oftentimes you won't rack up as many points for your team because you're not getting on points, or if you're working just by yourself, you're not supporting your teammates while they get on points. So hmm. they they encourage a playstyle that maybe isn't appropriate for at least terrain control. Perhaps it works better in Team Solaris Arena, but I haven't seen very much Team Solaris Arena on pop, on a full population nights. Yeah, no kidding. It's been a long time since that was the dominant playstyle. What's the most popular uh, heavy mech? It is the Marauder C, which is especially interesting because the Marauder was introduced this summer uh, in the in this summer's update. I forget the version number, uh, but uh, my data goes back till April, and even though it started uh, only only started out about halfway through my data. Uh, the Marauder comes in first and third places for the top five heavy mechs. The most popular one is the UAC-20, six medium laser, and two SRN-6 Marauder, uh, the Marauder C. And the third most popular heavy mech, of course, is the uh, Marauder E, which is the improved heavy gauss Marauder. Uh, I do know from what I've heard, that the Marauder will be receiving a chassis price increase. Uh, so I wonder how that will affect um, how likely it's purchased, or how often it's purchased. I'm assuming it's going to uh, bring the number down somewhat, but looking at the top buyers for at least the Marauder C chassis, um, I don't think that they're, uh, the players who buy the most Marauder Cs, at least, are generally high scorers on the team. So it's not going to take them a, uh, it's not going to make it much more difficult for them to get into a Marauder. But that's just my opinion. So uh, what other heavy mechs are popular? 
Uh, the Vulture A is the second most popular heavy mech. It is, of course, the 2X Clan Gauss rifle uh, and 2 SRM2 Vulture variant. Uh, it's the bane of a lot of people's existence, uh, but it is it is ever popular. It's uh, got almost as many purchases as the Marauder C. It only comes in 23 buys behind, but it's got a 300-point lead uh, on the fourth most popular heavy mech, which is the Thanatos A, which is the heavy gauss Thanatos. So it seems between the um, heavy gauss, uh, improved heavy gauss Marauder, the heavy gauss Thanatos, and the gauss Vulture, that gauss-type weapons are pretty popular. Uh, Absolutely, because the fifth place top heavy mech is the Rifleman C, which carries two light Gauss rifles. So evidently the maybe, and I don't have any way to tell you this for sure, that the preferred weapon system in a heavy mech tends to be uh, Gauss rifles of various varieties. I am working on that. It'll be in stick stats eventually. Uh, right now, weapons and equipment are just kind of hacked in, but I want to get them in there just as well as I've got the mechs so that I can uh, display that data as well on my site. Uh, where does the um, the Uller with Goss show up? That actually does not show up in the top five mechs. Which variant of the Uller is that? Is that the Uller D? Uh, it might be D the Bravo. Has? Let me check. Uh, the Bravo is the UAC-20, and ah. the Bravo appears... See, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve, thirteen. Looks like the Uber Bravo is the thirteenth most popular overall. Uh, if I restrict that to it's uh the Alpha is the one of the Goss. The Alpha. The Alpha does not appear in the top twenty-five actually. Wow. Uh, let me restrict by although that's overall. So let me restrict by uh. Only light mechs, and see if I can bust it out. Looks like the Uller Alpha with the Gauss rifle is the 23rd most popular uh, light mech. It comes in above the Owens Echo, which is the MRM Owens, and the Raven D, which has a large laser, three medium lasers, and a NARC. So not super popular, but definitely popular. It is definitely popular. Uh, I mean, how many light mechs are in the game? Is it? I have a total of seventy-eight light mechs to choose from. Okay, yeah, that's not too shabby. Uh, my guess with the Goss assets is that um, the ones that are the most popular are those that sport at least decent backup weapons, or have a high maneuverability. I could believe that, but especially in the case of the Uller Alpha, its Gauss arm is probably extremely prone to being shot off, especially early in the game, because people likely know to look out for that and, uh, and arm it immediately, as losing just that lightly armored arm would, uh, would be a pretty high loss of DPS for the enemy team. There are, a, there are a lot of different Ullers that uh, 
are they're where their arms are good targets, such as the uh, medium pulse laser, um, Uller, the ultra auto cannon twenty Uller, uh, even the heavy large laser Uller shooting off the arms can be a good strategy. This is why I take the Uller Prime because even when you lose, uh, even when you lose both your arms, you've still got a pretty formidable set of weapons left there. Yeah, that used I'm to be constantly my, uh... fighting uh, Lico for who buys the most of those. <laughs> uh, the Uller Prime used to be my go-to um, several versions back. I've started trying to branch out, uh, but I've definitely bought way more than I should have. Oh, it's at 101 total buys for me uh, compared to Lico's 34. I, f- I throw Euler Primes almost as much as Rask. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, uh, among the assets that I actually use for combat, uh, the Mithras Bravo is my favorite, and I'm, I bet you can guess why. Let's see, what's on the Mithras Bravo? Two heavy small lasers, one medium heavy laser, and uh, two ATM threes. Ah, two. Uh, it's two HE ATM threes. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I can see. I can see why you would like that. I'm constantly finding assets that I didn't know how thoroughly terrifying they were. And it also that has a PDS. One of them. Yes, I just saw that. I pulled it up uh, just now. It's it's honestly, uh, if I could pick any Mithras to be tier two <laughs> instead of being tier one, like all the rest of the Mithrases. That's the one I'd pick, because it's it's a money printer if you can get in into the right kind of combat. I can see why. Another uh, statistics thing that uh, I was uh, involved with uh, recently was, um, what do you call that, uh, The in, on the wiki, uh, the stats for um, travel speed, for top speed, those sorts of things, were not accurate for all the tanks. And uh, so now the those are listed properly. So we had the Harasser. The Harasser Gulf was not listed properly. Uh, its top speed is higher due to having a bigger engine. Um, how often does the Harasser G show up? So the Harasser G has been bought only a total of 185 times in the data that I have. Uh, your typical hovercraft pilots are generally to blame for it. Uh, Poplug is the first most uh, active buyer. He's got 48. Blood Raven and Plotting Raccoon are tied at 17. And yourself and General Awkwardly are tied at 7, along with SJ Joey. So it doesn't it doesn't pop up super often compared to some uh, compared to some hovers I'd say. I think the big problem with it is it's not a starter asset. Yeah, I would agree. But yeah, I, I usually end up asking, oh yeah, give me two k, and so somebody gives me two k, and then I can afford the uh the, that harasser, but then I forget to buy ammo. Not usually <laughs> a problem because I usually die too fast in that harasser. It's very prone to flipping. I mean, uh, def- that's the prime reason I, I tend not to take hovers, is I really don't enjoy getting upside down. The uh, the fast um, 
harasser, you definitely have to take it easy off of jumps and things like that and let off the accelerator pretty regularly. It On the, on the flat, it can um, go faster than just about anything else in the game. It, it drives faster than the VTOLs. Mercy. <laughs> um, yeah, it tops out around 216 kilometers per hour. 50, almost 60 kilometers per hour faster than the regular uh, harasser. Uh, so then, besides the harasser, another fast asset is the Rommel. It's the Rommel Echo, which has two ER small lasers, one heavy PPC, one streak SRM-6, and nine tons of armor. How often does that one show up? So it has a total of 154 purchases. Obviously, it doesn't tend to show up uh, until later game, being Tier 9 with a cost of 69,700 C-bills. Um, it pops up r- relatively often for a late-game asset. Uh, it's for a Tier 2 asset like the Harasser Golf, which we just talked about, uh, a, a similar number of purchases uh, is pretty low, but considering that uh, considering that this is a late game asset, I'd say people tend to favor it, and I certainly run into it a lot when I'm playing the uh, the HPPC. This is not fun. How does it compare to the other Rommels? Uh, the Rommel Prime has more purchases at 210 purchases. The Rommel A, which is the Thumper, has 333. I would assume it's the most popular. Uh, the Rommel B has only 89. The Rommel C has a similar number to the Rommel Echo uh, with 131. That's the UAC-20 Rommel. Uh, the Rommel Delta has almost the exact same number at 152. That's an LBX-20, as well as Geckum, an SRM-6, and two small pulse lasers. The Rommel Foxtrot is the H-Gauss Rommel, and it is actually the most popular Rommel with 714 purchases. It beats the even the Thumper. Even though you can get a cheaper Hollander. I you guess can there get are... a cheaper Hollander, uh, but I'm assuming it's armored than the Hollander might be. Yeah. Uh, the Hollander has, um, has only 6.5 tons of armor. And that compares to the 9 tons of armor for the uh, Rommel. Speed-wise, um, the regular Rommel runs at 84 kilometers per hour, and the Hollander, uh, when masking, runs at about 120, but it's not sustainable. It, it probably uh, maxes out on most maps around 100 kilometers an hour. So it's not too much faster than the Rommel. Yeah, that makes sense that people use the H-Goss Rommel. Um, so next up is the Partisan Foxtrot. Um, the Partisan Foxtrot also runs a fusion engine, and it goes at uh, 76 kilometers per hour, um, which is 16 kilometers per hour faster than a regular Partisan. It's equipped with a rotary autocannon 5 and three medium X-pulse lasers. Uh, it has two more tons of armor than most Partisans, on par with the Partisan Prime. Uh, so how often does that show up? 
288 total purchases uh, over time. Uh, they're relatively spread out among players, though. Uh, the top few purchases per player are 14, 11, 11, 11, 9, 8, and 8, and it goes on. Uh, you're actually number three on the purchase list for this one, Kentax. You pop up a lot in some of these top buyer lists. <laughs> I think I played the game quite a lot. the diverse uh, list, I think, Kentax, right? I was wrong about that when I told him that he was leading the list. Um, he is now in third place behind General Awkwardly, who's in second. And, of course, MechWarrior leads in first, but you kind of have to write that stat off. Yeah, who could ever beat MechWarrior? No <laughs> one. He's I, Once we finally get a way to rank players globally in their ticket efficiency or skill or however that measure comes up, I almost MechWarrior will still be the best player in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so the uh, Partisan Foxtrot, I've actually been taking it instead of the Partisan Bravo. The Partisan Bravo has been my go-to for a long time, and uh, I'm finding that I often need the added mobility from getting of getting from post to post, that the Partisan Bravo just is too slow. We actually can see that in uh, some of the purchase data. The Partisan Bravo is... A more popular asset with 958 total uh, purchases, uh, and you're actually number two on that list with 46 purchases. Uh, whereas the uh, Partisan F, I believe, is in third place relative to its other uh, chassis variants. Partisan and, Bravo is a fun mech, uh, fun mech, fun tank to play, though. Oh heck yes! Although I hate that moment whenever I forget to. Um, manually reload like when i get down to say uh yeah, just on the last few uh, shots in the clip yeah <laughs> yeah if, if there's like 30 shots left then whatever I'll, I'll i'll fire through it but if there's you know 10 or 15 then i'll i'll force reload by hitting the end key uh but i sometimes don't notice and those reloads can come at really yeah. inopportune times guilty Okay, uh, so we did the Rommel, the Partisan, uh, there's also a Mithras. There's a Mithras, and instead of being faster than other Mithrases, it's actually slower than other Mithrases. And this is the Mithras Echo, and it's equipped with one Clan Ultra Auto Cannon 10 and two machine guns. How often does that one show up? So the Mithras Echo is the third most popular Mithras. It's got 416 purchases, which is almost double the next most popular, which is the Mithras Prime. Uh, it comes in behind uh, the Mithras Bravo and the Mithras Golf. Those are the heavy, medium, laser, and hag Mithrases, respectively. I've always found it difficult to use the... Um... Ultra Auto Cannon 10 Mithras, just because uh, it takes too long to deal its damage, because the Ultra Auto Cannon 10 keeps overheating, and you have to wait for it to cool down, even if you don't get it all the way to the red line. Yeah, arguably the uh, Hag 21 is going to be a little bit easier to play with too. So, uh, yeah, let's um, let's pick on some players. Who, who are some players that we can? Uh, uh, insult or compliment, I mean. Well, uh, we've got some players who pop up 
in a few of the overall stats, uh, we can see, of course, that uh, Kentax, you've spent uh, by almost 10 million Seabells the most of any player who's not playing as uh, Mech Warrior at 122 million Seabills. So you're one of the most expensive. The next closest person is only uh, 10 million behind you. Uh, the most recently seen... I should actually put in who hasn't been seen in the longest. That would be a fun way to uh, to pick on some players. Uh, but the usual people that you normally see pop up in kind of the most recent... Uh, we've, we've got uh, people like Autumn Celery, who I believe is relatively new to the community. Plotting Raccoon, uh, Gniter, who's another uh, newer player. Uh, Saber15 makes uh, pretty regular appearances these days. The... Uh, Clan Jade Falcon shows up a lot, uh, as well as the uh, Clan Smoke uh, Foxes. They uh, they show up pretty frequently as well here these days. Sea Foxes, that's my bad. Who hasn't been seen in a long time? I was sort of expecting Invictus to be a little higher up on the uh, variety and assets, since um, you know he's always all about the variants. That's one of one of the big things that he is in charge of, besides. Uh, uh, working with textures and helping out the modelers and stuff like that. So Invictus does come in at number seven, but he has a solid uh, eighty less assets purchased than you do, and a and a and a handful less, uh, a handful larger gap between him and our second place general awkwardly. Um, however, some bias could be introduced to that uh, because the data from twelve VR servers only comes from matches that have enough players and run for a sufficient time. Uh, so perhaps he shows up in smaller population games and plays through the uh, plays through the asset list a little more fully. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know some players, certainly when there's fewer, uh, there's fewer players on the server, will just pick random things instead of power gaming. It's fun, though, using different assets and using the stats and saying, well, let's see, I haven't tried this one yet, or seeing a popular mech that you know you normally wouldn't go to across it, and then uh, giving that a shot and finding a new uh, new favorite variant. Uh, like in uh, Flayton, um a couple of uh, nights ago, I took the um, MK2 with the 4UX5s and the ATM-9s and a bunch of machine guns. I forgot the name of the variant. That was surprisingly effective there. Well, it's a relatively easy mech to pilot, so... Um... And one of the things that was kind of sad for me to see, at least, uh, uh, I don't think they're the most up-to-date stats, but uh, at least within the last year, was that the Thanatos Delta, which was formerly one of the most pow- powerful and most popular... Thanatoses is now one of, I believe, the second least popular Thanatos. Surprising because it's still a very effective one. I think you really have to land your shots on on side torsos. I mean, it'll it'll arguably wreck a uh, Timberwolf if you have precise aim. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised that it's uh, not up there. Especially considering the fact that. Um, in the past, when it was more popular, uh, it was intentionally undertunned 
there were you just couldn't even uh there were three tons on it that were for whatever reason not available you could not include the extra they only came with one extra ton instead of three extra tons uh for ammo that it has now yeah that would definitely uh eat a lot more limiting but now it's you know it's a solid mech i don't use it often but um but it's it can definitely be uh really good especially in um city fights and such oh yeah um i'm guessing that one of the limiting factors for it right now is that there are so many other good heavy mechs to choose from. Back in its heyday, uh, it was one of the only good, like really good, uh, Intersphere Brawlers. Uh, the Avatar didn't have very good variants uh, back then. Um, well, it wasn't just the variants, but the uh, weapon-to-engine ratio was off, making it rather inefficient. Yeah, well, now they sped it up, too, so it's a little bit better. But the Avatar Prime, for example, the new one, is, uh, is been an effective mech also. I mean, you leverage the torso twisting, and you can easily damage a lot of uh, heavier mechs than, uh, than yourself and pull them into, uh, into your teammates while running away. Uh, it's quite a satisfying mech to, uh, to play. Runs a little hot, though. In regard to the most purchased mechs. They seem to be a mixture of the most metagame tryhard mechs and the most noob trappy mechs that are the cheapest version of that chassis. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, the LRM Uziel. Yeah, used effectively great. Not, well... Apart. Yeah, I regularly see noobs taking the Uziel, um, which which one is that? It's the Foxtrot. Yeah, the Uziel Foxtrot. That, uh, it's got 30 missiles worth of LRMs, and it's got two extra tons, so it, even though it'll, one of its LRM launchers won't reload, it still has quite a bit of staying power when it comes to missiles. Uh, it holds way more missiles than something like the LRM-15 Uller. Um, and it can put out more uh, DPS with those um, LRMs than the Uller can, uh, since LRM-10s reload more quickly than LRM-15s. But unlike that Uller, that, uh, where the Uller can shoot those missiles straight, and so it's good up, into, up until uh, 20 meters, uh, the minimum range on those uh, Intersphere LRMs just makes that thing a death trap. Yeah, it has to be played uh, wisely. Especially since, like, it's almost better later in the game than it is when people are most likely to be able to afford it. Because the point at which it's affordable, uh, it's first affordable, um, early in the game, uh, let me, which, which rank is that? Uh, third rank. Yeah, Warrior and Corporal. And so that, I think, is when it's coming out the most often, is when someone uh, has decided to... So while it's not the cheapest Uziel, it's the cheapest one 
or is it, yeah, there's one that's cheaper, but it's the cheapest one that has LRMs. And uh, so people get into that when most of their opponents are still playing in fast light mechs and fast mediums. And you close the distance so quickly. Right. It, it, it has some ability to kite because it does move at 97 kph. That's pretty good for a medium. But, and uh, jumps. Yeah, but it's not enough to deal with those, um, it's not enough to deal with those light mechs. Last ones. Works pretty well against heavies and assaults, though. Agreed. It needs, uh, nice open maps, too, for it to work. And, uh, so much of terrain control nowadays is played on maps that have, oh, I mean, basically all terrain control, really. There's, almost all maps contain at least some portion of it where brawling is important. Mm-hmm. And those uh those medium lasers just don't have the don't have enough damage. So I'm looking at the Sunny D to see who purchases it purchases it the most frequently. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got uh SJ Red. Eighty eight purchases of the Sunny D. He likes that thing. I wonder how many Hilo would have if we actually were able to get all his different <laughs> Uh, aliases. I suspect one. many of the Mech Warrior with a lowercase W are uh, are mostly him. He's got a bunch of them. Like I've got I've got the uh, tracking working in beta, but um, there's too many uh, bugs with it right now to be fully effective. But yeah, my God, does he have a lot of uh, names? I would not be surprised if he was actually the real uh, most frequent purchaser of the Sunny D. We'll find out sooner or later. Uh, Marauder's very popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Marauder has absolutely dominated the heavy mech popularity since uh, since it's been introduced. But it's a cool mech. It's effective, fast. It's, you know, it's the equivalent of uh, the Ice Timberwolf. In fact, that's the very engine that it has in it. It is the only mixed-tech vehicle or uh, asset in the entire game. Yeah, and it's got the snub nose thumper on it. Yeah. Which is one of my favorites. So I'm going to look at some of the uh big the biggest spenders to see what they're buying stuff. So there's this guy on here, his name is Rick Hunter. And oh. he's spent uh 63 million sea bills and uh all assets used so you most frequently purchase uh osiris delta yeah ever since that was changed uh, from the jumping version uh, was down armored to the current version added three machine guns to it previous version had two heavy machine guns i believe so, yeah, it's become a kind of a long-range skirmisher. Um, lost its jump jets, but it up-armored on the... On, and uh, it can put out some pretty nice damage over time. You have to play it wisely, though. You have to play it at range at times, or just run in, run out. Um, but yeah, it can. it's also money generator. So kind of reminds me of the Partisan Bravo, if it were half the size and able to actually move. Yeah, exactly that. The, the rack's just 
well, tickle me. I, 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 lo- I love the, this, uh, the way that the weapon spins up and sounds. It's, it's a fun mech. It really is a fun mech. So your, uh, your second favorite mech is the Marauder Alpha. <laughs> <Yeah>. Guilty. <laughs> I wonder if very many other players have a heavy mech as their second favorite. I don't know, um, but it's a, it's a fun one, especially in, in apps that have a vertical component like Zotomir getting up on top of the, uh, the bridges and uh, being in, at the uh, at the enemies below, especially when there's a, uh, a gaggle of them. It's quite satisfying. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at Rogue One here. His number one most used asset is the Mad Cat Bravo. Bravo again. Is that the one with the Goss? Yeah. Gauss, four yeah, medium ER medium lasers, two ER large lamps, and enhanced optics. A very effective mech. And uh, his. I argue, sec- argue that it's uh, even more effective than the uh, than the Marauder. That's uh, that's almost very similar to it. It's because it has, uh, I think, it has many more heat sinks in it. We can keep the uh, higher rate of fire. Yeah, that that um, Marauder certainly does have heat issues. Um, and then his uh, second favorite mech is the Uller Foxtrot with the heavy large laser and the streaks. <laughs> That's a go-to uh, starter mech. And then his third choice, this is really curious and quite awesome, I think. It's not an awesome, though. It's the Thantos Gulf. Oh... I think I know what's going on here. So it's it's the one with the two ER large beams, the Gauss rifle, and the LRM-10, and uh, jump jets. I think what's going on there is that if he if he's playing pure tech and he can't buy the Madcap Bravo, he buys, buys the Thantos Gulf. I will counter that theory that he can buy the Marauder F which he has almost the same number of purchases as. It's his, it's his fifth most popular. That's the Marauder that's very similar to that Mad Cat. That's his favorite. Aha. Uh-huh. So maybe it's a case of uh, if Jump Jets are good, he goes with Thanatos Gulf, and if Jump Jets aren't, then he goes with Marauder Foxtrot. Could be. So I know some maps, Jump Jets are just useless. Uh, or not totally useless, but considerably less useful. Um, let's see, Rask. What's Rask by? Uller Prime, Uller Alpha, Uller Foxtrot. Rask actually buys the, the second most light mechs compared to anyone else in the game. The first, of course, is the eponymous Mech Warrior, uh, but he beats out Bear by 150 mechs, and the next closest competition by nearly three, by over 300. <laughs> And he's also playing one of my favorite cougars, which I've somehow just... Uh, I, I call it my favorite, and yet it's probably not the one that I've purchased the most. And, uh, and as time goes on, I'm sure it'll be reflected in the stats, but it's the Cougar Alpha. It has one LRM-15, one dual SRM-6, and two medium pulse lasers with improved jump jets and a laser anti-missile system. It reminds me of the Ryokan Alpha 
just with so. two fewer medium pulse lasers. Yeah, it's an effective mech. I don't he's a rarely take that one. Long time never done that. Give it another spin. Yeah, I don't know why I don't see it more often, because it is so flexible and it works really well um in close combat. Is it uh, up armored at all or is it just standard armored? Um well let me take a look. Uh the alpha it is down armored. Really? Yeah. Huh. So the prime has seven point five tons of armor and it has only seven tons of armor. Although it is not the lowest. The lowest would be the Bravo or the Gulf, which only have six and a half tons of armor. They they don't take a beating, that's for sure. Then you've got just these crazy variants. Like, yeah, the the one that has uh, Streak 4s and the heavy medium lasers, that thing has eight and a half tons of armor. That's as much armor as a lot of different, a lot of mediums out there. I believe that might get a little bit of a change for the next patch. Talk about that, I believe, but is uh, two up armored, I think. What's that? I think it's two up armored. Yeah, that. Um, I know Invictus usually likes to keep the uh, up armoring on assets to about one ton, not usually more than a ton plus. But yeah, we might see a change on that one. Still fun, Mac, though. Oh yeah. Most light mech purchases. So Mech Warrior, of course, and then Rask, followed by Bear, and Floodnator, and Wangmaller. I think it's interesting, I know I may have sounded like I was bragging on Rask a little bit when I said he was the second most light mech purchases. He's also the fourth most heavy mech purchases. So he's clearly doing something with all those light mechs. <laughs> well, he's definitely pressing W most of the time. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, I remember in um, Chaos March that uh, if ever we needed a Berserker Rush, we'd send him in first. <laughs> I mean, hopefully most of us, like, all up there with him at the same time, but, you know, he's the he's the Berserker guy. Yep. Uh, most medium mech purchases, Harley Quinn, Mech Warrior. Wow, so Harley Quinn has more purchases than even Mech Warrior? Indeed. That's impressive. I don't know if that's by choice or by skill plateau, but having played against Harley Quinn, I would say it's not by skill plateau. And then we've got uh, Aurelius Tear. Yeah, he likes the fast mix. Erasmus, followed by Rask. I was sort of expecting to see Red there, um, but I guess maybe he doesn't play quite uh, as, as much, much as they do. Yeah, exactly. But percentage-wise, I'd probably see him in Ryokins a lot. I said, uh, I'm working towards uh, giving a breakdown based on your total purchases, whether you're a light, medium, heavy, or assault pilot. So hopefully I can answer that question as to whether uh, whether people prefer by their choice breakdown percentage-wise uh, which chassis weight oh, class they're cool. in. Yeah, that'd be nice to see. I've got all the data. It's just not anywhere anybody can see it. So uh, here you can tell how much uh, Red likes mechs, because I'm looking at what his purchase stats are. Uh, 447 mechs and one tank. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's the case for most of SJ. Uh, they tend to have an affinity for the uh, legged vehicles. Well, I must admit, though, the, your uh, six stats uh, really have kind of pushed me to say, hey, let me take a look at these other assets and uh, give other things a spin. And I think it's, it's done that also for some other people. So I think the uh, it diversifies uh, some people's uh, choices. Uh, yeah, I always, would always fun. I would tend to agree. It's definitely started more discussion about uh, chassis and who takes what the most that I've been able to observe, at least in some of the Living Legends Discord channels. And uh, it's pointed me at some assets that are really great that I would have had no idea that they uh, that they were so good, such as the uh, I believe it's the standard ATM uh, medium laser uh, ER medium laser Cougar. I think it's the Cougar Echo. I just recently started taking that after somebody said that that was their uh, that was their go-to uh, crutch cougar. Yeah, it's a it's an effective one. It's cheap. It has to be played properly though, otherwise it yeah. can easily get overwhelmed at mid range. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's one of those ones that uh, it can really put out a lot of damage. Uh, it it sucks down the coolant like crazy, especially if you're using the jump jets. Um, but uh, and it. If it gets caught in close combat, then it it just has a real bad day. Oh, but but played correctly, oh my gosh, that thing is a beast. Uh, so I'm looking at red stats, and uh, he actually doesn't play Ryokans that much. At least not anymore. They they may be pretty high up on his um. Gosh, where where did his page go? Um. They may be pretty high up on his um, overall stats purchased, but they're like an order of magnitude lower than the ones he purchases the most often. Uh, the most often, he's got the Locust 2C, uh, which with all the heavy machine guns, and then the Sunny D, uh, and then the Osiris A, the Solitaire Charlie with um, the one with flamers and mask. And then the uh, the masking Cauldronborn, Cauldronborn G. Oh yeah, that one's great. And then That's the one Owens. Of my favorite heavies. The Owens A, the ELRM Owens, huh? Really? Yeah. That is an interesting one. Well, sometimes he does take the Ryo. Is it the G with the the Foxtrot ATMs or the F? Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, just looking at uh, Red's playstyle. He has 105 purchases of the Heavy Machine Gun Locust, 88 purchases of the Sunny D, and then only 37 purchases of the Osiris A. So it's very much Locust A into Black Lantern B, which uh, that very much fits his play style of uh, run and gun. Yep. Oh, it's definitely effective. But that also requires, because both of them are 360-degree uh, assets, you have to know where, you, where you're actually fighting. You have to know the terrain, because the worst thing is running backwards. Well, not running backwards, but running and looking backwards, backing into a, a wall or a mountain. There goes all your mobility. The other uh, enemy you're fighting jumps with joy and, well, pummels you while you get unstuck. <laughs> And I think that's happened to everybody more than a few times. 
Um, so I'm looking at uh, Blyhamster's stats now, and of his top six, four of them are airplanes. <laughs> Looks like he typically buys the Osiris Prime and then upgrades to the Sula Charlie. Now, if you're a good pilot and you can actually make bank on it, then great. But a lot of the times, um, planes are a detriment to the team, so it's uh, it's a it's it's not an easy way to to help out the team, and you have to know when to use them, and uh, not lawn lawn dart too easy, too many times. Yeah, one of the things I found with aircraft is that um, variant choice, uh, what variant you choose. Uh, and what's good is very, very, very narrow, depending on the situation. So if you've got most of the bases captured, and um, and you're looking to eliminate enemies as they fall back from the front line, then you've got a few more options. There's a few different missile boats, some bombers, things like that that can really help out. But when your team is on the retreat, uh there aren't very many planes that are good and the, the Sula Charlie is one of them that is good in that situation because it can help prevent um, the enemy from taking advantage of your disadvantage um, by bringing in their own aircraft because the Sula Charlie will, can take out almost anything given enough time. I kind of, uh, we touched on it a little earlier, how I think that the, uh, the game modes that are most popular tend to hurt some assets. In particular, we touched on LRM boats previously, but I do think that uh, airplanes in general are another victim of the uh, game mode choice of the player base, that airplanes are at a distinct uh, disadvantage simply because it's difficult in difficult or impossible in a lot of airplane chassis to actually cap points for your team, which is extremely important in terrain control. Uh, whereas if Team Solaris Arena was a more popular game mode, they might face a little less of the stigma that they seem to. Whoa, so I'm looking at Poplug, and his um, purchase stats have Donar Gulf, Donar Bravo, Hawkmoth Gulf, Hawkmoth Delta as his top four. Yeah, he is... I very rarely see him in anything other than a VTOL, it feels like. So that I feel like that fits. I did not know he liked the harasser golf so much. He seems to be one of the few. Wow, he uh, he's purchased it what three times more than the next closest. Yeah. So I guess it's like he he likes to go fast with those VTOLs, and if he wants to go faster, he gets the harasser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and he's also an uh, aficionado of the Marauder Alpha. Um, I don't remember what. Oh, so yeah, so yeah. Did we didn't get to most popular um, assault mechs? Ah, so the number one most popular assault mech is the Atlas A Bubbles. It's got three Rack Fives, two dual SRM Fours, and Gekum. That thing's pretty formidable. Uh, I know that. Uh, it's even better than uh, the, or it was often considered better than the four um, Rack 5 um, Fafnir that used to be around. 
It remains yeah. the most popular atlas in spite of being the, I believe, third most expensive one. Or no, fourth. The fourth most expensive atlas. But it leads the other chassis by quite a ways. It's got a, it's got a 110 purchase lead on the next most popular, which is the UAC 20 atlas, the atlas golf. The golf. The, the golf. golf is the second most popular. Uh, that would make sense because it's so cheap. Indeed, it's the least expensive, and it has a UAC-20 and two MRM-30s, so it's still dangerous even being the uh, second most popular. It, it actually only needs a 100 C-bill donation from rank 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. From rank 9, uh, ah. you, only, you only need 100 C-bills to get the... Um, and well, what's the second most popular um, assault mech? Second most popular is the Awesome B. That is the uh, two UAC 10 four medium pulse laser variant. I definitely use that a lot. Were I capable of getting into the assault tier more reliably, I think I would too. Yeah. Uh, it's only 97,500 C bills, uh, which is only slightly more expensive than the Awesome C which is the third most popular assault mech, uh, which is has four PPCs on it. Uh, there's only a six purchase difference between those two chassis. Wow. Um, awesome. Bravo. One of the things about that is that uh, if you take a thousand C-bill donation, you can afford the extra ammo for it. Mm. Um. So, and you said the next most popular was the PPC Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh, what's after that? So uh, number four is the Mahler Prime. That's two LRM-15s, two ER large lasers, and four UAC-2s. It has about an 80 purchase gap between it and the Awesome C. What players have purchased it the most? That is an interesting question, and I can find that out. Uh, honestly... The top buyers are Optimus Sheer, uh, who has 20 purchases. Uh, Gemini has 14, and General Awkwardly has 9, as well as uh, Rogue One has 9. Master E420 has 7, as WR Gnome King. And the rest are pretty evenly spread around. I kind of want to know how they're using it, because I've never had a good experience with that. Well, okay, not never, but I rarely have a good experience with that mech. I don't often take the Mauler Prime. Usually if I'm taking a Mauler, I have a tendency to take the broadside, uh, just for all of the, all of the missiles. <laughs> it is, uh, it's a vicious one indeed. Uh, what's the most popular tank? The most popular tank is the Partisan B. With 956 purchases, it has, of course, four Rack 2s on it. The uh, second most popular is the APC Prime. Uh, No surprises there. The Chevalier Golf comes in in third. The Wheat Foxtrot comes in in fourth. And the Rommel F comes in in fifth. The Hewitt's on there. The Hewitt. It is the uh, UAC2 Hewitt, the, the Hewitt F. Uh, so I guess pe- when people get tired of late game ASF, they break out the wheat. Yeah, good old wheatzilla Um Yeah, that was kind of an interesting 
cluster of uh, tanks. I was was not expecting the Partisan Bravo to be at the top. I was thinking it was going to be like one of the Chevys or something, since there's since it's a starting asset. Well, the uh, the Chevy G does come in in third, so it's nothing to sneeze at. That one has uh, three LBX2s on it and is a starter asset. What's the um, second most popular uh, starter asset tank? The most popular tank is technically the APC, just because it's grouped in there. Uh, but the Chevalier Golf, of course, tops that out since it's in the third uh, overall. But the Chevalier Alpha comes in right behind it uh, with three small X-Pulse lasers. The Chevalier D comes in in fourth uh, with the MRM-10 and the Light Gauss. And the Chevalier C with the UAC-5 and the large X-Pulse laser comes in in fifth. The people really aren't taking advantage of um, the multipliers on Mithras's and, uh, and uh, Harassers. It would seem that they are not. If I uh, if I bump up the number that I'm looking at, the Mithras comes in, uh, doesn't start coming in until after the Chevalier Prime, which is in sixth place. So nearly every Chevalier is apparently preferable to the player base to a Mithras, except for the Chevalier Echo, which comes in at tenth place. But the most popular Mithras is the Golf uh, with the Hag 20. Uh, the second most popular Mithras is the uh, Mithras B, which you mentioned before, with the me- heavy medium laser and the two heavy small lasers. And the Mithras E comes in in ninth place with the uh, UAC-10 and machine guns. I I think most players don't realize um, how good that multiplier is, and I think a lot of the players that do realize the quality of the multiplier of the harasser and the Mithras um, are usually too worried about dying uh, before they can spend their money um, with those. Now, that multiplier is a multiplier on the Seabells generated, correct? Yeah. If I recall correctly, Seabells are proportional to points, so they would be related. Ah, yes. So it is it is affected by um, points are a part of the scoring system used in MWL to determine C-bill gain and rank progression. That means that the Mithras and the Harasser, they are gaining... Um, actually, the Harasser is uh, uh, rank level 2 right now. It's the Commando and the Mithras that are both at level 1. And so they they have a significant advantage at gaining rank. Uh, over other assets. Yeah, I know. I've seen a lot of players swear by starting in a commando lately. Maybe not quite as many as other assets, but certainly uh, Batuta will tell you that the commando is the place to start. I see Bob in the um, large X-Pulse laser and LBX-5 harasser a lot. I wonder what the stats say about that. Which particular assets were you interested in? Oh, well, uh, the, the harasser har- Echo. Yeah, that's his most popular asset uh, on at least the 12VR servers. He's bought three times as many of those as, or twice as many of those as anything else. A lot of people don't realize that 
uh, like the ticket values on those are really low too. And that means that when you die, it's not that bad for your team. Uh, I know that uh, like when I take a Mithras, and if there's an enemy mech that I know I can kill, but I'll probably die doing so, I go for it. Because I'm going to lose one ticket, and they're going to lose a bunch. And I'm going to get more points for it than they are. Well, it's crazy to think that it's more expensive to die in battle armor than uh, for your team ticket-wise than some assets. Which are yeah. all those single t- ticket assets? Yeah, it's kind of a situation where they end up. The game penalizes noobs for ejecting, uh, which is really cool to watch and really cool to do. It's a, it's something that a lot of players have always wanted to do: is eject in the middle of a game, just like they do in the trailers. They, like they really want to do that, but they don't know how much it hurts their team. Uh, what what are the most popular aircraft? So our most popular ASF is the Rusalka D. That's the uh, heavy PPC, two MRN thirty, two high explosive bombs. Uh, I could believe that because that's one of my favorite mid to late game ASF. Uh, the Visigoth G, the Grave Digger, with an ER PPC. Two air UAC tens and two cluster bombs come in, in second. And third place we have the Corsair H, which of course has the uh, NARC, a medium X pulse laser, two light Gauss rifles, and two laser guided bombs. The fourth place goes to the Avar B, which is uh, three ATMs, two medium pulse lasers. And fifth place goes to the AVAR-C, which is uh, a heavy large laser, two uh, ER small lasers, and two LRM-10s with an additional laser-guided bomb. Wow. And uh, does the... uh, I I don't know if I heard... um, Does the Rusalka Echo show up anywhere on there? The Rusalka Echo is not in the top ten. Let me expand my list a little bit. The Rusalka Echo is 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, is uh, the 19th most popular uh, aircraft. <laughs> and yet it's the most pop, or the one I use the most often. <laughs> let's see who, uh, let's see if you top the buy chart for that one. Indeed, you do, with more than twice as many purchases as anyone else. Uh, the uh, the infamous MechWarrior and MechWarrior 1 are also in the top five purchases for that. It <laughs> really makes you think. It um, requires you to click the mouse four times uh, to get all four volleys off on it. And so if you actually want to use the LRM 20, Air LRM-20, you have to uh, be willing to come in pretty close to the to your target. Right. Not to mention, what is the minimum range on a Rack 5? Is it 500 meters? Oh, it's w- actually more like 850 meters. It's way out there. Oh, okay. So, I think um, one of the reasons why, uh, at least on my top assets um, used, it shows the Rusalka Echo as number 3 and the Sula Charlie as number 5. Um, 
it's not so much that I fly a lot. It's more so that when I do fly, there aren't very many things that I pick from. The variety of ground assets that I use is very broad, um, but the variety of air assets that I use is just super narrow. I'd say I'm the same way with ASF assets, even as a much more novice uh, flyer. Uh, I definitely have a more established chain of assets that I work my way through. Um, although I have I have varied it up a little bit, uh, expanding into the some of the uh, Corsairs, or you know, if you're playing pure tech, you kind of have to mix it up. But I have a tendency to go uh, Sparrowhawk. Oh, what's the one with the uh, laser-guided bomb in the north? Is that the F? Might be the F. And then the uh, the Corsair, the Ostrogoth Corsair, followed by the MRM Rosalka. And I, I kind of stick to that because I know how to fly those. Because it's much easier to not long dart if you're uh, used to how it handles. Uh, Yeah, what's the most popular VTOL? The most popular VTOL is the Donar G. That is the UAC-10 uh, Donar. It's got uh, not too many more purchases than second place, which is the Hawk Moth D, which is a personal favorite of mine VTOL-wise, which is two SRM-6s and two light PPCs. Nice. Um, well, I think uh, that is all the questions I have. So thank you so much for committing so much of your time. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I would like to thank Timothy Seals for our opening theme and Shaboxy for our, our closing theme. This has been Returning to Base, a MechWarrior Living Legends podcast.